0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemski.
0: What's going on, everybody? This is BJN Radio, episode number 306. I'm Jimmy Kemsky from Billyboys.com With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Galton of BleedingGreenNation.com. The Eagles are in the NFC Championship game. They, of course, will face the San Francisco 49ers after the Niners beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. Brandon, very exciting time to be a an observer of the Philadelphia sports scene how are you doing buddy Jimmy for the seventh
1: time since 2001 Eagles are an NFC championship game how about that one mm-hmm. win away from going to the big game the Super Bowl not shocking in the sense that the Eagles' game has been really good and this is what it's been all about um but kind of crazy to think that Eagles are one of the final four teams in the NFL. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, big show, as always, before we get into everything. Before we get into the meat of the episode, if you will, let me tell you about some meat snacks, and that is Righteous Felon Craft Turkey. You go to com. Just kind of go BGN15 for 15% off your order. Jimmy, where do you want to start
0: with this one? Start Eagles-Giants. Um, obviously, the big concerns leading up to that game were the health of Jalen Hurts and his shoulder and Lane Johnson and his adductor, uh, what, what was it? An adductor tear, sp- sp- spray, I don't know, whatever it was. <laughs> his his injury has been classified in so many different ways, whether right. it's sports hernia, groin, adductor. Uh, bottom line is, is it sucks to have to play with that injury. And he seemed fine. Um, I think that the biggest takeaway from the Eagles Giants game, the lopsided dominant, you know, performance and score aside is that those two guys looked like, I mean, not just functional, but, uh, you know, actually good <laughs> again, like Jalen Hurts played really well. I think it was what 16 of 24 didn't have a high number of yards, but through two touchdowns, um, was smart with the football as he's been all season, uh, no interceptions. He ran around a little bit, took some hits, um, got got up right, right away from them. I think what he ran nine times, I believe, for thirty six or thirty five yards. And a like that. Not a crazy rushing total, um, but their run their run game was effective. Um, with the threat of him keeping the ball and and carrying it to the outside, the three running backs in Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell had well over two hundred yards rushing. Um, so yeah, everything that could have possibly gone right in that game did. Um, the, the defensive line played an extraordinarily low number of snaps, uh, in that game, which s- should serve them well in the NFC championship game against the 49ers. Of course, they had the buy before that. So they were already getting a good amount of rest leading up to this game. And the Eagles are about as well positioned as you could hope heading into the, <laughs> heading into this conference championship game. Like if you had told anyone before the season began that you're going to be the one seed, you get the first round bye, and then you get to face the Giants. And then Brock Purdy, you'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll sign up for that, sure. But like, let's be realistic here. Like, there's no way that can possibly happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're, they're in about as great a position as you could possibly ask for.
1: And potentially have twenty-two of twenty-two starters, depending on where Avanti Maddox is at. Who um, mm-hmm. should note that yep. he was walking around without a walking boot on. So, and I've mentioned before that the fact that the Eagles didn't put him IR on IR when he got hurt. Seems to indicate they think he might have a chance at least to play this week. Otherwise they could have just put him on IR and would have, you know, mm-hmm. potentially had him for the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the thirty eight to seven thing is just insane. Like, like five years to the day. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. When stuff like that happens, um, you know, whatever you believe in, like it's just it's very it's it's strange.
0: It's odd. If you're into omens, it's uh it's it's it it's it's comforting to see that score, you know, and and, and remember, you know, obviously what, what the Eagles did to the Vikings five years ago.
1: But like similar to that time, I think I've if if we're just going like you know, big picture overall takeaways here, uh, and I agree with you on what you said, but I, I just feel confident in this team. Like I, I reached a point. I was I didn't I wasn't sure they were gonna beat the Falcons in 2017. I wasn't very confident mm-hmm. and I think I might have picked them to lose. I was not feeling great. And sure enough, that was a shaky game. I mean it came down to the mm-hmm. the wire, it could have gone either way. You have the Tory Smith, um, catch off of Keanu Neals, knee. Like, you know, that was that was a close game. Uh and then the but by the championship game, you know, I was like, oh, these are winning the Super Bowl. Like they're <laughs> they're not gonna go to the Super Bowl and lose to the Patriots. Like this team has something mm-hmm. special going on. And like, it's hard not to feel like that again for me. Like I, I, I believe in Jalen Hurts so much. Which, wow, you know, <laughs> what a long way I've come, you know, from the preseason. But it's not just about the talent; that's a big part of it. But his mentality, you know, Nick Sirianni comparing him to Michael Jordan in that regard. Maybe that's a little much after the press co- the press conference. Yeah, yet. but like I get what he's saying. I get, I get the yeah. sentiment. There is something to him being out there that you just believe in. You're like. We have we have this guy, and we're going to be good. We're going to be okay. We're 15-1 and one with him this year. And the one game we lost, you know, there was four turnovers and some fluky stuff going on uh, in that commander team. Like, they're really good when Jalen Hurts is on the field. Even if he's not having necessarily, like, a 300-yard day through the air or a 100-yard rushing game, like, there's just something like to be said for the composure and how the team plays with him and the confidence level, the swagger that they take on, like, his personality. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I mean,
0: you look at the, you, yeah, you look, you look at the way the Eagles closed this season, and they were sluggish. And I mean, no doubt. I mean, the they lost the Giants, or excuse me, they lost to the Cowboys in Dallas. I don't think they played badly in that game. Um, but you know they're obviously playing with their backup quarterback and Gardner Minshew they played like crap the next week against the New Orleans Saints. That was easily their worst game of the season. And then that and that final game against, against the Giants backups, and like, you know, it was a version of Jalen Hurts that you know he wasn't playing his game. Um. And the Eagles were obviously very cautious about the way that they played that game with Hertz, calling zero designed uh, QB runs. The one QB sneak aside Um, threw the ball a lot in that game. But and obviously, uh, I think that their game plan in that game was very vanilla um, against, again, a a Giants team that played almost nobody. It was like they played um, the game with one hand tied behind their back. That was their approach. (laughs) Right. And they still won comfortably. um, But. You know, you could look at that game and it wasn't very aesthetically pleasing. Um, So, you know, the questions about them heading into the playoffs with the, like I mentioned earlier, the health concerns of Hertz and Johnson and just the way that they closed the season, I think we're all legit. But the way they just came out and smashed (laughs) this Giants team, it was like, okay, well, yeah, they're the alpha dog again. Like this is for, for the better part of the season. We looked at this Eagles team and thought this is the best team in the NFL. And I'll, I'm back there again yep. uh, after that. After that very convincing, just okay. Oh, oh, we need to be the best team in the NFL again. Bang! They turn the switch, and that's what they were. And I think that's where they are again. They're better than this uh, 49ers team that they're going to face. I think they're better than the Chiefs, and I think they're better than the Bengals, uh, particularly the Chiefs with you know potentially banged up Patrick Mahomes, and uh, this Bengals team with you know severe O line issues. I, th- I think this Eagles team. Should probably be viewed as the favorite to win the Super Bowl, which is kind of a crazy thought. Uh, I don't think that anyone thought we'd be here when the season began. I think we all thought they were going to be good. We didn't think they were going to be thirteen and one good, and then eventually, of course, fourteen and three. And you know, but here they are where they are now. Um, but yeah, this this is a team that that um, I think they put a lot of those concerns to bed. Uh, on Saturday night, I, I guess, again, an ideal playoff opponent in the Giants. But yeah. nevertheless, I mean, they, they absolutely just just wrecked that team from start to finish.
1: Well, and, you know, we said uh leading into the matchup that we expected the Giants, to, I think, to hang around at least a little bit. You know, that's just sure. who they've been this year. And I, I agree the Giants, were you know, were at such a talent deficit. Um But to be able to win by <laughs> 31 points is pretty impressive. It's a playoff game. It's a divisional <laughs> yes. round game. This Giants team... Yeah. I know, again, I didn't think the Vikings were very good, but they beat the Vikings on the road. Like, that's a that's a solid win for them. And to be able to destroy sure. that team, just destroy them from the jump, like, that's that's impressive. Um, it's not everything, but it's, it's not nothing. And, yeah, to go back to the point of, like, they're the best team in the NFL again, that was kind of my narrative that I wrote for my recap at Bleeding Green Nation was that, like, this was, like, early 22 Eagles in that they got out to this huge lead at the half, mm-hmm. they were up. What twenty eight to to zero? What was it? Twenty to zero at the half or whatever it was, um, but um, they were up to this big lead, and they kind of faltered a little bit and then the third or they didn't score in the third quarter. And it's like, and the giants had their score at that point, I think. Yeah. So I think it was like 20 to seven or they whatever. They established
0: the run in that third quarter. The giants did. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they so, went on that six minute drive uh, on their lone touchdown. Uh, you know, the score so that game. It, it felt like
1: it did a little <laughs> bit earlier in the year. Like they took their foot off the gas, although the, then they, you know, they, they ultimately got that field goal when they needed to, to extend it. And then they had the touchdown late in the game. So a little bit better than they were doing earlier in the year where they weren't really doing as much in the second half. Um, but yeah, they just look great. And um, I mean, another big takeaway uh, um, holistically here, if you will, is that when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, we all know how they did it. You know, obviously Nick Foles was excellent, but a big part of it was just the trenches, both sides of the ball. Yeah. And the Eagles offensive line dominated against the Giants. They ran, yeah. I think, for the second most yards in a playoff game uh as a whole since like the 49ers in that game where they just destroyed the Packers a few years yeah. ago in the playoffs like just ran like Jimmy G threw like, the ball like nine times or whatever like because they were so yeah, dominant. it was
0: like it was like you know the, like the 80s or 90s yeah like Nebraska against like Prairie View A&M was how that game kind of went <laughs> there you
1: go um so yeah I mean it was dominant and then defensively I mean I, I forget the stat I had it somewhere here that the Eagles got pressure on like sixteen of Daniel Jones' twenty-four dropbacks, or like something like so, such a high rate It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Hassan Reddick, just a what is? I can't believe, especially in hindsight. Yeah, let me. Yeah, so per Jeff McLean, sorry, twenty-six pressures and thirty-five Daniel Jones dropbacks per PFF. That's, that's crazy. What it was. <laughs> yeah, twenty. So just nine dropbacks where he was not pressured. That's crazy. That's crazy. I hadn't seen that. And the Giants' offensive line obviously isn't great, but like you know it's it's not as bad as it once was and yeah. to be and, and even if to get 26 pressures on 35 dropbacks and even like the worst offensive line in the league it's still like that's so it's pretty crazy it's a pretty high rate and um you know you have to give a lot of the guys credit and Howie roseman credit for assembling this group um but sure. like Reddick I think you know leads the way he leads the charge in that he's a beast he's he's a terror and again just an amazing signing kind of crazy that a guy with like the double digit sack numbers he was putting up the past couple years was available in free agency especially for the number he got him at like that's a, that's elite production at a premium position it's crazy um yeah so that's huge as well just being able to just dominate in the trenches on both sides of the ball is another thing that you feel confident in like this isn't it's not like they just won through you know like i don't know Two special teams touchdown. This is sustainable stuff. Like, the way that Hurts plays and the mentality he has, that's something you can count on and ride through. Like, that that's something to believe in. The way the trenches dominate, that's something to believe in. Like, this isn't, like, fluky turnover luck or whatever. Like, this is a legit, sustainable way to win football games at a high level.
0: They're so deep and talented on that D-line, too, where they can just shuttle guys in and out. Like, you you watch that 49ers-Dallas game. Uh, We're recording this on Monday morning, by the way. So last night. Um, And at one point, uh, Nick Bosa was out of the game. And there are others – their other starting defense was out of the game, and they're like, "Oh, Nick Bose is out of the game. They're in trouble here." <laughs> sure enough, Dallas, That's when Dallas started moving the ball on them. That doesn't happen with the Eagles. Like if they take out Reddick or or Josh Sweat or Brandon Graham is in there, mm-hmm. yeah, like Fletcher Cox is in there. They still have Javon Hargrave in the middle of the defense. Um, you can you can they can sh- they can play confidently play eight to ten guys mm-hmm. along this defensive line. And you look at the snap counts from this Giants game. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. 34 snaps for Josh Sweat. That led the Eagles defensive lineman. 34. Javon Hargrave at 31. Fletcher Cox, 28. Not one single defensive lineman beyond those three guys played more than 20 snaps in this game. So they are fresh. They're going to be locked, loaded, and ready to go. Like you, By comparison, yep. uh, I think Leonard Williams played 68 snaps, I think. Dexter Lawrence, or maybe Dexter Lawrence played 68 and Leonard Williams played 62. It was one of, I, I might have that flip-flopped, but they had two guys that played more than 60 snaps on the defensive line. And those guys wear down over the course of games when, when they have to play that much. And the Eagles don't have to sweat that, uh, both in terms of this being the end of the season, And, you know, guys wear down at the end of the season, but they also don't have to sweat it in the fourth quarter of games either because they're all fresh and you saw them just absolutely. I mean, so like they had just gotten sustained pressure throughout that game. But at the end of the game is when the giants just couldn't block them to save their lives. uh, Particularly when they were in obvious passing situations and the defensive line just started really feasting on them. Uh, Josh Sweat got that late um, sack fumble. And I mean, they're, they're just totally dominant and, if you're an oppose, if like if you're an opponent, and you look at this Eagles team. I think that's where you like you can look at Jalen Hurts, of course. And you can go, okay, he's an MVP candidate, and he stresses defenses um, with his dual threat ability. And you know how do you, if you if you go too hard stopping this, then he can beat you this way, and blah 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 blah. But I think that like if you're an opposing team looking at this Eagles roster, my biggest fear would be how do we block this defensive line for four quarters? Like because they are just so loaded with talent and depth it's a really scary unit to have to think about how to block them for you know for 60 minutes
1: dexter lawrence with his first game this season without a pressure i mean you know dexter lawrence amazing year mm-hmm. all pro kind of year really has turned it on and eagles just you know made him a non-factor that's crazy and credit to you know give it lean a lot of credit here jason kelsey was out there moving people with one arm um mm-hmm. just insane player that he's, <laughs> he's still so great at this point in his career the 49ers offense or defensive line, by the way, by contrast, where you're talking about, so it was actually Hassan Reddick who led the, uh, you know, edge rushers and playing time for the Eagles. He is at 36 snaps. Josh Sweat just behind him at 34. You know, Nick Bosa is at 54. Uh, Armstead okay. at defensive tackle, 47, whereas the top, the Eagles' top defensive tackle was Hargrave at 31. So 16 fewer, you know what I mean? Like, just, just You know quite... how many
0: snaps total he played? Like, what were, th- what was the percentage of, of the snaps that he played? So
1: the, for who?
0: For Bosa, for example. So
1: Bosa was at uh 89%. They had, they played. Okay. 60... So
0: he's playing almost every snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He missed seven.
1: And then, you know, Armstead was at yeah. 77. Whereas, you know, let's compare it to the Eagles' top. Uh Reddick was at sixty nine. Nice. And then Hargrave yeah. was at sixty. Yeah. So like that's a huge deal. And then, you know, too thinking about it again, looking ahead to next week a little bit, like he was have an extra day of rest as well. I <laughs> think they you know, they played on Saturday night or the mm-hmm. 49ers played in, on Sunday night. And that was such a physical, tough, like grueling game, you know, that went down to the wire. Um, so certainly, you know, Eagles having an advantage there. Um, but yeah, again, uh just really impressed with this win with this team. Uh vibes are great um the other thing i guess uh big takeaway from this game for me is is nick sirianni kind of entering the national spotlight i guess i I feel like he (laughs) even though the eagles have been on national television a lot this year you know i think some fans are kind of getting more familiar with him in the playoffs here given all the eyes on these games and i think nick sirianni is kind of like a very fun villain for I mean Eagles fans, you know, obviously he's on your side, you like him. But for everyone else, I, I don't think they're really liking Nick Sirianni. The way he's like nodding into the camera and yelling at the refs and uh just being Nick who Nick Sirianni is kind of like an unhinged uh energetic talking about uh you know Mo Cheeks and Allen Iverson in the post game and and comparing Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan and <laughs> he's just and wearing the chain after the game. Um, but Hey, I mean, and honestly, and I'll, I'll get into this with, uh, RJ Ochoa, which I'll talk to him a, about a lot, including the Cowboys losing on the NFC mixtape this week. Can't wait. Um, but like RJ was talking it to me and in, in our Slack message on, you know, how we talk through for work stuff about how, like, he's so annoyed as Sirianni and like, he's, <laughs> he was like, if he was on any other team, he would hate him. And, uh, so I, I'm liking how much everyone is disliking Nick Sirianni, but hey, I think the players like players clearly like it, and it's clearly working. I saw C.J. Gardner Johnson like change his Twitter picture to the picture of uh, Nick Sirianni with the the, the <laughs> chain right. on, so it's it's That's working, it's right. resonating here, but um, it's it's very annoying to everyone else apparently.
0: Yeah, I think the Cowboys fan hatred for him began in their. Early season win um, when Cooper Rush played. Mm-hmm. At the, if you recall at the end of that game, there was like a um, – I don't want to call it dirty necessarily, but there was – I forget who hit Jason Kelsey late. Like on one of the last plays of the game, somebody tackled yeah. Jason Kelsey after the play was right. long over. I don't know if they got a penalty or not. Hill. I don't remember. I don't think it was him. I think it was um, – it might have been Dorrance Armstrong hmm. or maybe Zua. But he tackled him. Like it was, I think it was whoever 97 is, I think, is who it was. I, I recall that. seeing 97. Um, tackled Kelsey after the play. And, you know, like a little yeah. dust-up, I'll call it. Not to, not oh, to so. sound like Jack Del Rio, but <laughs> a little, little dust-up occurred uh, after that play. And uh, Sirianni was, like, screaming at the, uh, at the at the Cowboys players, or whoever tackled him. I think there was, there was a lot of, like, you know, F.U. in there. <laughs> And, like, he really went, like, nuts on the sideline. And then I think after the game, you know, going through the tunnel from the field to the locker room, he's screaming out about those Eagles. And, like, he's just a madman. And it's funny because, like, whenever you see him screaming like that, and and, like, in this game, again, also, like, he's screaming at the line judge, like, I know what I'm doing. And you can know, like Jeff McLean had that story about Dom Desandro, the mm. the Eagles, you know, head security person. You can see Dom laughing <laughs> <laughs> whenever whenever Nick is uh, is is going off on whatever he's going off on. So he's very entertaining uh, as as a head coach, and and the, and the, the passion that he coaches with, and the the way that his players have responded to him, and mm-hmm. and seem to really love him. Um, as from from a local perspective. You can really get behind a guy like that, especially right. in this town. Like he has really found Who cares? I mean, the, early on it was the pandering was like a little over the top, maybe. The Philly special uh, but I think against he's the kinda, Niners. He's, <laughs> that, that's right. Um, but I think over time he's sort of found the right blend of pandering and but also just his genuineness. Yes. Um just the, like the, his personality just really fits in this town. And um if they have if they have sustained success here. Uh, he's going to be a very beloved figure uh, in Philadelphia. And in turn, fans of opposing cities, you know, notably, you know, Giants fans, Washington fans, Dallas fans, are, they're going to hate that guy because yeah. he, he, I mean, he is very hateable from that perspective because of the way, the demonstrative way that he coaches on the sideline.
1: But you, you said it in there. That's him. Like, this isn't a put on. That's just, he's a psycho. Yeah. He's like, he's, that's who he is. Yeah. He's kind of just like a nut. And, um, yeah, I think it goes back to the competitive nature of it all, and it's kind of an interesting blend between um, him where, like, both Sirianni and Hertz, I think, are incredibly driven and might, you know, be, like, top percentile workers and, and just, like, comp- like just yeah. compete, and all they want to do is win, but it's funny because they go about it very differently where Hertz is obviously more composed and, um, you know, he'll give a speech, he can kind of rah-rah uh, it up if he needs to, but he's just more even keeled than Sirianni. who's was just, again, like unhinged, uh, but Hey, it's working. And, uh, but that was just another takeaway for me. It's just like, I think, I, I think, you know, if you just go on this run, it's just different than like with it. it's with Doug, Where Doug, you know, more also kind of, you know, calm composed players like him a lot. Um, but <laughs> he's not like just unhinged the way I keep using
0: that word. I feel like that's how Sirianni is. Uh, and yeah, on the uh, hard work part, Uh, point rather on his Monday afternoon zoom calls like after their it's the first time he'll talk like after the game I mean I guess he talks immediately after the game but they'll start game planning right away for for their next opponent Mm -hmm. and during those Monday afternoon zoom calls every week he looks like people always comment like oh did he like he looks like he's hungover is what it is, but it's just because he's been game planning and hasn't slept in a long time. <laughs> and like people be like, What are you did you go on a bender? Like did Nick go on a bender or whatever? No, he's just been up for like the last twenty-four hours game planning for their next opponent. And I'm sure they got right to work as soon as the 40 ers mm-hmm. you know, put the finishing touches on on the Dallas Cowboys on, on Sunday night. Um I, I suspect we'll see a very uh, bleary eyed Nick. When he talks at two thirty on uh, Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Anything else from the Eagles Giants scheme for you? Um. Yeah, I'll say just a couple. Just I want to touch on a couple players real quick here. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas Goddard made his return East. to prominence in this game. Like he was rolling at the time. He got hurt when he got face masked, of course, and hit, you know, got, took that big hit on his shoulder, missed what, five games, came back. He wasn't targeted very much when he came back. I think he was averaging like four or five targets per game. He actually was only targeted five times in this game, but made good use of them, caught all five passes for uh, 58 yards and the touchdown. But his early catch on that first drive, where he just, smush the guy in the face like, with the stiff arm Xavier in the McKinney face too
1: it's a good player
0: <laughs> yeah it's a legit play like a le- big program like jalen Hurts's boy um oh wasn't it wasn't it uh dory jackson that he that he stiff i thought it
1: was mckinney but either way i mean either, yeah. jackson's set a the tone. good player too and it did set the tone
0: set the tone for that game and you know he had that one handed catch uh and then you that know, was ran insane. in for the touchdown with his left hand game. too, and, uh, early- his non-dominant hand he, and then early in the game, like what was, I think what was it the second play from scrimmage where Jalen Hurts hits Devontae Smith deep down the field? It's another tone-setting play. Devontae Smith yeah. is an animal, man. Like he's that guy, you look at him, and he's super skinny. You, you run into that guy in Wawa, you go, no way that guy's a professional football <laughs> he player. He loves Wawa. Because he he's just rail thin. Um, but, man, he does not play like that. He plays very fearlessly. Um, his body control is otherworldly. And he's just made plays all year. That guy's a number one receiver that is maybe taking, maybe not getting the, I, I think he gets, I should say, I think he gets plenty of, of um, you know, kudos and, and whatever for for how good he's played this year. But when he's on the same team as A.J. Brown, I think it can get lost a little bit on, on you know, on how good he actually is. And uh, his big play um, really set the tone for that game. The, the Dallas Goddard uh, play set the tone physically for how they were going to play. And then that third drive where that was sort of the moment for me where it was like, you know, okay, they're back. Uh, Because the big concern for for me was our team's going to respect, like I mentioned earlier, like our our team's going to respect the Eagles' rushing attack. Are they going to respect the the possibility of Jalen Hurts keeping the ball? And on that third drive, that drive went like this. Sanders run for seven. Sanders for 12. Sanders for four. Sanders for 11. (laughs) Sanders for two. Sanders for five. Hurts for seven, then Hurts throw, throw a pass to Goddard for 10, and then Boston Scott finishes off the drive with a three-yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. And that's who they are. Like That's what this team can Smash be. They it. can just mash you in the run game, especially in the second half. But this was in the first half that they did this to the Giants. The I mean, they finished with, what, 268 rushing yards. Hurts mm-hmm. had 34 of them. So the running backs had 234 rushing yards in this game. And when they can do anything close to that, I mean, you're just not you're just not going to stop that team because they have so many weapons in the passing game. And then if they can do that on the ground, it's just an unstoppable offense. And uh, again, just to go back to my my overall feeling about this team is they're the best team in the NFL. I mean,
1: Sanders ran hard. Uh, shout out to Kenny Gainwell. Career day over 100 yards. Yep. Um, sure. Super efficient. Interesting. the Eagles keep like they'd like to go to uh, those Gainwell runs on third down. And hey, they've been effective. And uh, I was not loving all the Kenny Gainwell touches earlier in the year. I still don't love the targets to Kenny Gainwell because he just had better targets. He should be throwing the ball to. As a runner, he he was good earlier or decent earlier in the year, and now he's you know he's, he's he's running hard. He's breaking through tackles. Um, you love to see it. Uh, offensive line match. Boston Scott had his obligatory touchdown against the Giants, like he always does. Mm-hmm. Like just such an unfair advantage in terms of betting. Like if you're on DraftKings, like any time Boston Scott touchdown is like plus whatever four hundred <laughs> or whatever it always is. Like it's right. it's, a, it's a market inefficiency because you know he's going to get into the end zone, so you just put like twenty bucks on that and you know get a nice little like free bet basically there. A um, couple quick hitters I had outside of mentioning Kenny G and everyone was um, Zach Paschal uh, out snapped Ques Watkins for the first time all year. That was a little interesting to see. Okay. Also had that he had a really nice for the Goddard uh, touchdown. He had a really nice pick on that play in terms of uh, not an actual pick because he didn't actually contact. And he's been, yeah. we've seen him do that before where he's really good at setting up like he's going to run into the defender, but then doesn't and gets out of the way.
0: Screams at him sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's good at that. Um, so there's certainly yeah. value in that. I wonder if that's like a mix of um, kind of just the coaches trusting in him more than Quez at this point, especially kind of Quez struggled struggle down the stretch. So, As they should. Yeah. So something to watch. Uh, I thought Brett Kern. Did
0: well after kind of <laughs> stinking. It's a good. It's a good poll. The Brett <laughs> the Brett current analysis. I mean, true, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. He had a good game. He had a long, yeah. I
1: think, of 54, which is good to see. And he all three of his punts were down inside the 20. I think even maybe inside the 10. So um,
0: I think one of them for sure was inside the 10. So yeah. well, the the one especially when we were qui- we, I, I quibbled, of course, about the they punted when they were on yes. like the Giants 38. I think it yeah, was
1: kind of like a no man's uh-huh. land there.
0: Fourth and ten, it might have been. It might have been fourth th- and eight, I, or fourth and eight, maybe. And I said, good, just go for that. Yeah. But they punted, whatever. Um, and yeah, he he did pin him. I think at like the seven or eight yard mm-hmm. line or something like that. So encouraging to see him have a have a good game, uh, in the playoffs. Whereas you know, Sipos's lone Sipas was a better punter than Kern mm-hmm. during the regular season, but uh, obviously he had that disaster of a game mm. uh, in the wild card round last year. All righty. Let's take a break. One more, one more. Okay. We got we got to give James Bradbury uh, some props, too. Oh yeah, too. I forgot uh, <laughs> about. Yeah. Of course, came from the Giants. Giants were just like, yeah, you know what? We're not gonna. So the Eagles for for years and years have taken salaries that maybe were a little high that they didn't want to they, that they they could big you know big rock in the in the salary cap jar uh, for that season. They just take that. They just take their salary. They dump. They you know convert it into. Uh, a signing bonus, and they stretch out that those payments over you know the next few years. They kick the can down the road a little bit. The Giants didn't want to do that mm. with James Bradbury this offseason, and they were willing to cut him without having good you know starting cornerbacks otherwise. And they did it in May, and they kind of screwed him over by doing it in May, two months after free agency began. And the Eagles said, thank you. We'll take that guy. And they got him on a huge bargain, and he's been awesome. Second-team All-Pro all pro. Mm-hmm. James Bradbury is a pick in this game, of course. That must have felt awesome for him to pick off his old team mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs. Of course, the Eagles beat the Giants three times this year. First time uh, they ever went
1: 3-0 against another team in one season.
0: Oh, is that right? Yep. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, big, big day for for James Bradbury on the, uh, on the revenge front. And good for him. Like, he's a good dude and uh i think the giants did you know screw him over but and by screw him over he's still making what like 8 million or whatever this or mm-hmm. whatever it is this year so you know he's fine uh but he's going to be cashing you know free agency this offseason i would imagine but yeah good for him and 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 the and you know his continued success with this eagles team and uh being able to make a big play against his former team yeah glad
1: you brought him up uh, bad miss by me
0: Um, Last thing I'll
1: say is that, and I've said this point before, like in the past, but I want to reiterate it. The Eagles have dominated the Giants so thoroughly for so long now that it's not even like a rivalry anymore. Like there was like, what was the level of satisfaction (laughs) really from Eagle Sands, like beating the Giants? You know what I mean? Especially relative to what it would have been, let's say beating the Cowboys you don't even get the same level of satisfaction because you've owned this team. And I think that's, that's a credit. It's a credit that you've made it like not even a rivalry anymore. You've owned the rivalry so much. That's not even a rivalry. It's just like, yeah, whatever. That's that team. We always beat. Um, and again, like once upon a time, uh, the giants were all a long time ago, but they were like dominating the all time series between these two teams. Now the Eagles are up, I believe four games, like it's like 90, 86 and two. They're on the, the, the right side of that one. Um, and, it's pretty crazy and they're also in a position to where they might be able to get ahead of the commanders in like a few years so mm-hmm. that will be after probably Dallas. Never... a little further away but <laughs> yeah dallas is further away and not, they'll be tougher but still like to go from you know this team for so long that was like a joke for, and to, to now turn into what they have been especially since um really jeffrey lurry is on the team i mean like credit to them mm-hmm. credit to the stability against seven championship games since 2001 only the patriots have had more in that stretch. They've been the 13. They the best quarterback ever, and maybe you know, one of the a decent head coach. Um, so uh yeah, pretty pretty crazy to zoom out and look at all that. So kudos to them. Um before we go to break, Jimmy, let me tell you really quickly about Right to Selling Crafter. You can go to rights to selling.com and use discount code BJN15 for fifteen percent off your order. The best possible meat snacks you can get, the meat snacks that the Eagles themselves have at the Novacare complex fueling station you know lane johnson how do you think he's getting through this game you know playing through all this pain probably <laughs> because he's loading up on protein and eating right to sell craft jerky that's my guess that's right it's my guess at least um so if you're looking to, to strengthen yourself and fuel up on protein or non-meat snacks available as well right to discount code bgn15 same discount code works at wild nature or sorry wild ranger Pet.com, where you can get 15% off dog treats. Jimmy, back after this. We're back here on BGN Radio. And Jimmy, I have a question for you. If I'm looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, how would I go about doing that?
0: You should call Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors at 856 906 9295. Uh, Kristen Roach was, of course, as you all know, uh, voted by God as the best realtor in the history of the universe, which is an amazing feat by her, really. Uh, so again, if you use anyone other than Kristen Roach to buy or sell a home, I mean, I don't know what, whatever, I don't know why you would, but uh, of course, just call Kristen Roach 856 All right, Jimmy. So we
1: watched the 49ers the Cowboys game and I don't know what your take on this was. I think we talked about this in the press box, but I thought that Eagles in theory should have been rooting for the Cowboys to win the game, because I think you can look at a lot of different objective measurements and metrics that indicate the 49ers who have not lost since like October, mid-October to the chiefs. in They've won 12 straight. Yeah. Is the easy way to put it. Are the better (laughs) team. And at the same time, no one needs to be sad about the Cowboys. when the Eagles don't need to be sad. No one needs to be sad about the Cowboys losing, except for Cowboys fans. They can be sad. Yeah. Um, very satisfying to see another Cowboys season end short of the championship game dating back to 1995. Um, so it was satisfying, uh, interesting game. That was, you know, hard fought, physical, grueling kind of seemed like for either team coming mm-hmm. out of that game. Like that's, you know, a tough game to have to go to Philly now mm-hmm. on relative short rest to what the Eagles have. And go into that environment um but 49ers are a tough team i give them a lot of credit um i think they're going to be bring a fight to
0: philly uh what were your big takeaways yeah, the other stacked man like uh, the quarterback aside they're, they are stacked and i think they present matchup challenges for the eagles that a lot of other teams do not um on both sides of the ball really so on offense you have all these guys that are just yak monsters they just get yards after the catch and you know, we're talking and uh, the big the big names you know Debo Samuel mm. George Kittle um Brandon I Iuk even does a great job getting yards after the catch Christian McCaffrey mm. it's been a big addition for them um and, you you know, check- as a receiver and as a runner and then defensively I think they and of course sorry before we get to defensively the Eagles have struggled um at times tackling this season I don't think it's been much of an issue more recently earlier but in the year in the especially They had some really bad games tackling. So um, that's a concern. Uh, Can the Eagles tackle well against these these guys and and limit yards after the catch? Um, If they can, then I think they have a chance to be successful. On the other side of the ball, you have these two linebackers in uh, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw who are just uber-athletic and make plays sideline to sideline. They're very tough uh, physical players. And, I mean, they can potentially – Limit what the Eagles can do with their zone reads and, you know, their their usage of Jalen Hurts in the running game, Um, their defense. I mean, just overall, a lot of people think it's the best defense in the NFL. And there's good reason to think that um, because they have a pass rush, uh, most notably with Nick Bosa. If Lane Johnson is this is going to be Lane Johnson's biggest matchup of the season. Um, of course, he played against Michael Parsons uh, a few times, but it, it'll be primarily, Nick. I guess they do move Bosa around a little bit, uh, but he primarily rushes off of that side where Lane Johnson will be. Uh, maybe they move him over to Milata's side, but uh, that's a guy that they're going to have to focus on, of course. But the, the, the two linebackers are really the guys that I think um, can affect this game and what the Eagles like to do offensively and then offensively as, as noted Uh, Previously, it'll also be the best. Maybe uh, I'm trying to figure figure out if they're if it's the best offensive line they face. Trent Williams is obviously awesome at left tackle, and uh, while he kind of got poster, Mike McGlinchey got posterized Mm -hmm. on one play by Michael Parsons in that game. But he's a perfectly good right tackle. Their three interior guys are just kind of like guys, I guess. Um, But it's just a very complete offense and a very complete defense they can beat you with the run they can beat you with the pass and they can shut you down defensively it's just that quarterback man Brock Purdy he's made some plays for them and obviously they won i think i think he's 5 and 0 in the regular season after he took over from Jimmy G when Jimmy G broke his foot He's 8-0 and of course they've won the two games in total in- is he 8 0 or 7 and 0 cuz i think he came in if you include the game oh, where he came in yes, yeah. for Jimmy G, then they're 8-0. And they were losing in that game when he came in. So maybe you do give okay, him credit for that one, sure. too. Um, so, yeah, we'll call it, we'll call it 8-0. Um, they've had a lot of success with this guy, and he's made some plays. But, man, has that guy gotten lucky with balls that good slash, to turn slash should have been picked off. And somehow they find the way to the ground instead of in the arms of them. I mean, Trayvon Diggs had one right in his stomach yeah. that he should have picked off in that game. That was a huge play. Yeah. If he makes that play, maybe that game is different. It's in the red zone, um, yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely got points on, on that drive. I don't know if they scored a touchdown or a field goal on that drive. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been very lucky in terms of, um, you know, having, you know, interceptions or near interceptions get dropped or just fall, just fluttering in the air and and – the, the, he's just lucky that there wasn't a defender in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's got to be their biggest concern heading into this game. Stacked roster, but I think – and he, you're going to hear all week about how Brock Purdy is the next coming of of Tom Brady, <laughs> Joe Montana, or whatever. And it's all nonsense. Like, he's done a great job for this team, but he, is, he does not have that level of talent, in my opinion. Um, he's been an amazing – QB three, obviously, mm-hmm. you're going and oh, like you're doing something yeah. right. But um, yeah, I, I think that's that's a player that, you know, you're just waiting. You're just sort of waiting for, you know, the his luck to kind of turn around and go the other way. I think uh, if if, if the, his luck turns around, and goes the other way, you're looking at a guy that can throw three or four picks in a game.
1: And honestly, the 49ers still might be able to win with that because that's how good their defense is. Or at least but I yeah. feel like at least it's that capable of playing that well. Shout out to D'Amico Ryan's doing, you know. I mean, they have a lot of talent. That's a big part of it. When you have a linebacker like Fred Warner who can just drop into coverage yep. against CD Lamb like that, that's pretty unique to have. Um, but also D'Amico, I think, doing a great job there. And uh, when it comes to Purdy, in addition to the near picks, I, I feel like I saw a lot of near like strip sack. Like he'll hold on to the ball. Uh-huh. He's not going to, he's not getting it out like laser quick all the time. Like he's going to hold on to the ball. He will give you a chance to knock that ball out. I think the, the little something that's gone underrated, maybe file this one away. You also have been kind of getting unlucky with these strip sack recoveries. Mm-hmm. You think back to the Bears game against Fields when Reddick like blindsided him, didn't get that ball. Mm-hmm. Naturally, he ran field drain for the touchdown or almost the touchdown on the next play. Um, Dak in the Cowboys game getting ready, yep. crushes him, can't recover it. Uh, Daniel Jones didn't really matter as much, but Daniel Jones, that just happened to Jones. Giant, like That's not going to keep happening. Eventually one of these fumbles is going to bounce in the Eagles' saver here. So I think that's something to watch in this game. I going to hold on to the ball, and he, th- he's going to give the Eagles a chance to get him down or get that ball out. Um, so I, I, would, I would keep an eye out for that one. Uh, I guess if there's something that concerns me, yeah, it is just the I was pure talent on this roster, but specifically the middle of the field, the, you know, the 49ers ability to kind of go up against the Eagles linebackers um, is certainly going to be, I think, challenged. And, you know, just the idea of Kyle Shanahan versus Gannon isn't necessarily super comforting. I will say Gannon did a good job against the Giants, clearly. Um, When you look at what they were able to hold the Giants to and not just in Mm -hmm. the normal way, but like forcing the issue that Bradbury interception happened in part because, hey, guess what? You send Chauncey Gardner Johnson on a blitz and you forced the other quarterback into a bad decision. You didn't just like wait, sit back and wait for him to make a bad decision. You forced the issue, which I think, you know, has been a big criticism of Gannon. Like sometimes you have to make the other team do something bad as opposed to, waiting for something bad to happen and, and wait for them to beat themselves. Um, so, you know, I think that was good to see. Um, I'm not scared of this team. I'm not scared of anyone. The Eagles, again, I think they've play, played so well. And that's not to be disrespectful for the 49ers because they're great. They're a really good team. But games in Philly, and that's a big factor. I, I think back to the championship game in 2017, 2017 season, that was the most electric crowd I've been to at the link. I don't know if you feel the same way. I remember the press box was shaking. I would agree. Like it was, yeah, it I would was agree. Like the press box the place was nuts that day. It was shaking. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, that that's it's going to be a significant home field advantage. I'm a little surprised the line is only, it opened at one and a half. Uh, Eagles mm-hmm. favorite at one and a half, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. It's shifted to two and a half. I still think that's a little Oh, did it? Yeah, I didn't see that. I still think it's a little mm. disrespectful. So the Eagles should be at least standard or or standard why are why are they less than standard home point? Like this is a really good team. They should at least be make it minus three. The standard home point favorites. Um I, that was a lot to throw at you there, but those are just kind of my big takeaways, I guess, on the 49ers.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> you just you compare them to to the Cowboys. I mean, the the, the Cowboys are clearly the uh the 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 lesser of those two teams that the Eagles could have faced. You just can't root for the Cowboys. If you're an Eagles fan, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you just can't do it. And uh, the Cowboys, I mean, for, I I feel like the Cowboys should play uh, on Sunday uh, in the playoffs. Like every, like just always schedule them on Sunday. And then if they lose, it's it becomes a national holiday and nobody has to go to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cause you know, it's going to happen every year. They're going to lose in the playoffs every year. And, uh, the, it just, f- for some reason, just the way they lose these games every year is just funny or enjoyable. And this game was looking like it was going to be just a normal, like everyday kind of, kind of like respectable loss. And nope, <laughs> Mike McCarthy has Zeke Elliott play center, snaps the ball, just gets run over immediately. Uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott throws to Kevontae Turpin. And as soon as he catches the ball, bang, smashed game over. <laughs> and it's like, OK, and it's like, you know, they could have just had like the normal respectable loss. And Mike McCarthy was like, nope, don't think so. Uh, We're going to make I- I'm going to make this game memorable in some way. And uh, I mean, just over the years, they've had so many like just very memorable endings to playoff games. Uh, I actually did my uh, the Cowboys uh, ending, uh, you know, playoff ending power rankings. I had Tony Romo, uh, mm. Bob, you know, fumbled snap number one. So good. I I don't remember the order, but the uh, you know, last year what happened where they have Dak slide, you know run slide. They need the cooperation of the of the uh, umpire to go up spot the ball. They spotted the the Cowboys spotted the ball themselves three yards past where Dak Prescott slid. The officials actually did them a favor by only moving it back like a foot. They don't get the snap off the time. Time runs out. Game. Uh, you have of course the uh the the Packers game where. Aaron Rodgers finds Jared Cook deep down the field. They get in field goal range. And I always mention, I've mentioned this to you a million times, but on that Mason Crosby field goal, mm. it looks like it's gonna like miss wide left, and then it just corrects itself, <laughs> goes through the uprights. Uh, I've talked to you many times about, you know, you just watch individual people yes. in the stands behind the uh behind the goalposts and watch them, watch them for like a like a, just a split second glimmer of hope that that thing's gonna miss, and then it corrects itself and goes through, and you just see the their their face go from hope to dejectedness in like a in like a split second. Uh What are the other ones that I'm missing here? They had another bad one against uh, Green. Was it was it Green Bay? It was another? Oh, Dak. That the, the Dak caught it. Dak didn't catch it. Uh Controversy, of course. In I think that was what 2014. Um, they lose that game as a result. And by the way, that was de- clearly a in 2014. That's a drop. Well, also the rules like, have since changed. That's probably a catch in 2022. Even if he catches it, there's like
1: four minutes left in the game, and Rodgers was tearing up that defense. Like that's just so dumb. Like he doesn't. They don't win the. It wasn't like the last play of the game. <laughs> they might still. It lose. also wasn't a
0: touchdown. He didn't score on the play. They still have to punch it in. Right at that point. So anyway. uh, yeah, I mean they, they've they've um, had just so many enjoyable. Uh, playoff games to watch over the years. And, and this is just another one to throw on the pile. Um, another thing about the
1: 49ers, I forgot to bring up real quick to bring it back to them. What's it? One, two, three, four, five, six, six most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers this season. You saw CD have a big game mm-hmm. against them. The 49ers defense, when you think about it logically, with what they have on the defensive line and then the linebackers we talked about, very good in the middle of the field. Guess who? doesn't really care about the middle of the field as much and would rather almost work outside the numbers. Jalen Hurts. So yeah, that's something to to consider as well. It's not that simple necessarily, but I think that's kind of an interesting matchup thing to talk about or think about. Um, But yeah, really love seeing the Cowboys lose. Can't wait to talk to RJ Ochoa about it on the mixtape. (laughs) It's it's not just that they lost. It is how they lost. And not even just the end of game stuff, because RJ is a big Mike McCarthy defender. Which I think is weird because it's like, who really needs to stand for Mike McCarthy? Is he really worth, like, that's our guy. Uh, but he was bad, clearly too conservative in whatever happened at yeah. the end. But also, and the bigger thing that is more satisfying to me, I've been saying, I'm not scared of Dak, man. ahead of the Eagles-Cowboys game, like, Dak is not scaring me. Now, to be clear, Dak had a good game in that game. But he also mm-hmm. gave the Eagles a chance to win with his horrendous pick six that he threw to josh sweat and he's been throwing picks all year and how many i i, I literally had a tweet in week one in the cowboys bucks game before i think he even got picked off That like because he had some drop picks and i'm like what what's going on with this i feel like dak more than any other quarterback i watched maybe you know this is anecdotal i'm biased whatever he just gets away with all these drop picks and guess what not this year I was not getting away with that and people want to say oh they're not all his fault i mean when you lead the league in interceptions You're not just getting unlucky, like a lot of a good number of those are are deserved. And I think some of that wipes out in terms of, okay, yeah, maybe he had some bad luck on some, but he also had a lot that were dropped. So that kind of evens out in the end. Um, And he should have more. He should have more. He should have a pick six that would have ended the game here against the 49ers. I forget who dropped Mm -hmm. that, but drop pick six. And then he should have been sacked for a safety, and that the, the one drive there at the end—that uh, was
0: a very weird play. What was yeah. he doing?
1: And then what was um, was it Armstead? Why did Armstead just like push him? It was him? Armstead,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not going to wrap him up. He, he like just, ran into him, and yeah. then just, it was almost like, oh, excuse me, sir. It's like it's like two people bumping into right. each other on the street. No, <laughs> no attempt to like wrap him up, just like
1: pushing him or running into him. Yeah. But that would have been crazy. Imagine if the game ended like that. Your season ends yeah. on a safety that you took. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> so I think, and in the what's even crazier deck is like a 41 million cap hit or whatever this coming year mm-hmm. they're gonna have to extend him they're gonna have to extend him coming off of that performance 49 or 49, 49. yeah Which like is, huge yeah. cap number and then in 50 whatever million next year and thir- uh, what 35 million or whatever is guaranteed this year and guaranteed salary like they're gonna have to extend him or restructure him to a point where they're just dumping yeah. more of that money into future yeah, but they'll like kick the can down the road i think but i, I feel like at there. that if you're doing that that at this point though like he's your guy ostensibly so you just have to want to extend him unless you're kind of wondering if this is who he is in terms of this is his ceiling like he's like he's a good quarterback and by the way mm-hmm. uh he is now 36 and 33 in non-nfc east games so when he hasn't been able to beat up on the giants who are the worst team in the league since 2017 prior to this year and the commanders the washington team that's mm-hmm. usually pretty bad when he's not beating up on those teams when he has to play teams outside of what's been a bad division. And obviously he's had a good record against the Eagles, but there's some games in there that haven't even mattered. Like the 2017 game. Yeah. A lot of, um, a lot of, lot so of on. resting starters games in there. So like, you know, he's kind of mediocre, kind of a mediocre quarterback. And in these big moments, and he's got to have it moments, he's come up short. So Cowboys to me, Hey, keep Mike McCarthy, keep Dak. I'm fine with that. You can have them. You, maybe you'll, you know, win the division. You have some moderate, Regular season success, but you're not doing anything in the playoffs.
0: Jesus uh, Zoidberg, uh, the great Jesus Zoidberg on Twitter, pointed out that he turned. He's going to be 30. He's he turns 30 yeah. in in July. Dak, <laughs> so like mm-hmm. it's not like he's uh, like this whatever his ceiling is, it's there. We we we've we've seen the right. ceiling by. Right? Like he's he's, in, he's and, in his prime right now. And, and kind you of did, was not it like, you or, or was was it you who like who brought up like what, what's his. Career quarterback comp, and it's probably Romo. Yeah, both asked, two and four in the I, playoffs. I asked you or <laughs>
1: us in the in the group chat. I was like, yeah, what's who is he? like? I was like, who is he? And I think you're right. I was, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, is it Romo? It is. It's and it's, it's perfect because it's like Cowboy fans will stand this guy and be like, actually, he's underappreciated. He's really good, but and actually, he's clutched. But you just know in your heart of hearts, he's not. You know, you're not. You know, there's a ceiling with that player. You just know. They're never going to get beyond a certain point, so he's really just the perfect Cowboys quarterback because he's good enough that you're never going to move on from him, and he's bad enough that Mm -hmm. you're—he's just like a better Kirk Cousins, you know. It's just like, oh, you're not going to move on from him, but you're not going to actually win anything. You might win a division title, but you're not winning anything beyond the divisional round.
0: And there, there there are some days where, like that team can beat any team in the NFL. Like they, they can look really good at like their game against the Vikings this year, and again the Viking, you know of course, take Vikings with a grain of salt, but they, they destroyed that team. Uh They played, like they played their a game uh against the Eagles in the second matchup this year. That, that was a legit win. I mean, even with Gardner Minshew starting without, they played really well. He played really well in that game. Wildcard round against the Buccaneers. He played really well. That game. I mean, that the Buccaneers sucks, aren't
1: like,
0: yes. yeah, but still like they played really well. They, they were capable of beating good teams but they're just so wildly inconsistent. And by the way, he led the he led the NFL in interceptions Yep. <laughs> missing 5 games this year through two really bad picks uh in that Niners game and I mean, yeah, like and that's who like your wagon is hitched mm-hmm. to for the foreseeable future if you're the Cowboys because you first of all, he's on a contract for another 2 years, but then beyond that like you're not going like you're not going to just let that guy go either. Like they're they're committed to him and also, I don't know if you saw Uh, jory epstein said i guess a lot of dallas reporters said but you know jerry jones in the post game uh, interview said you know like they're sticking with mike mccarthy yeah (laughs) you know going forward that's pretty clear uh, i
1: don't think they're gonna get this far and fire him
0: yeah i mean they could i mean because it was a close they gotta be tired of of getting sixers fans are talking about firing doc rivers and rightfully so (laughs) <laughs> you know, so like I think it's kind of a comparable situation. I'm
1: not saying they shouldn't fire him. I'm just saying I don't I don't think that you get to this point and do it. I don't it just doesn't seem likely to me. But hey, it's Jerry Jones, could be wrong. Um if you get
0: Sean Payton, wouldn't you rather have well, I guess you gotta give up draft picks or whatever, but you, yeah. certainly Sean Payton is a better head coach than then uh sure, I mean yeah McCarthy. again,
1: unquestionably i would I would do it if I was the Cowboys, I would do it, yeah, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think they believe in McCarthy um I think they're gonna it's, it's it's interesting off season for them because they come up short yet yet again, but what are they really going to do like what's really going to change Mac- I think McCarthy's going to be back, I think Dak's going to be back. Dan Quinn mm-hmm. might be gone because he gets a head coaching job. We'll see are they going to f- scapegoat Kellen Moore like okay, I don't think he's really the problem there um yeah zeke could be gone or
0: quinn might get a head coaching job
1: yeah i said that oh you know, sorry um pollard
0: is at running back pop pollard now has that broken leg going off an injury
1: uh i
0: guess they're probably, probably gonna they're probably going to franchise tag him mm. and they probably still will but now they also might keep zeke mm. because he has a broken leg and there's maybe some uncertainty there
1: so yeah it's, <laughs> a, it's an interesting so. offseason for them and they botched last offseason we all know that and to their credit, they still somehow managed to be better than I expected, I guess, relative yeah. to that. But, like, you know, they gave away Amari Cooper for no good reason at all. Yeah. What an embarrassing trade in hindsight. Uh, right at the time, too, not even just in hindsight, but especially it's aged even terribly, more terribly. They could
0: have used him last night for sure.
1: Um, You know, they got rid of Lyle Collins. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, so that's the thing. Do you really trust the Cowboys to get it right? They didn't really necessarily get last offseason right um they've done decently in the drafts so maybe they can draft well but like you can't just put all your eggs in that basket so yeah, yeah. really interesting offseason I think ahead of them like what what puts them over the hump you know like how do they get over the hump? I think it's clear by the way and this has been a big criticism and you know point uh for me against Dak since his rookie year is he's a big product of a system he's not he's not he's he is not an elite quarterback. You are if, if this is all this rough after the Buccaneers game. Oh, Dak's elite. No, he's not. No, he's not because elite quarterbacks <laughs> are like Joe Burrow and they have a bad offensive line and they win in spite of that. That's a win because of quarterback. Those are very rare to be clear. That guy's a killer, by yeah, but, the way. Yeah. But like, you cannot tell me Dak is an elite quarterback. No, he is not. No, he is not. He's a good quarterback. Maybe very there good was, quarterback. Uh, he's not an elite th- this quarterback. This was
0: random. I- I don't know who was saying this, but I I I happened to, uh, upon a video on on Twitter, and whoever whoever tweeted it said this is why people hate the Cowboys, and it was a video <laughs> of uh, I, I guess it was like a Cowboys podcast, but they they also do videos. I don't know who it was, but the, this guy was like he's he's going through his top X number of quarterbacks, and he, he you know he said Mahomes, and he said Burrow, and he said. He said Josh Allen. He said breathing down Josh Allen's neck is Dak at number four. Mm. <laughs> like, like, are you high? Dak, Dak Prescott is not the fourth best quarterback in the league by a long shot. And then he's saying if uh if he plays – and this is just this week this video came out. If he plays like he played against the Buccaneers, then maybe he's two ahead of Burrow. <laughs> So like, but and this is just one stupid example of like one video I saw on Twitter. No, but NFL this is like a Twitter, pretty common Dak. mindset of yeah. Cowboys fans.
1: Well, NFL Twitter as a whole, general like national Twitter likes Dak, and I think part of it's like the Josh Sweat effect in terms of you know Derek Barnett was always viewed as a disappointment, a first round pick. If, Der- mm, yeah. if Derek Barnett and Josh Schwett, and earlier in the career they kind of did a little bit like have similar production level. Well, Derek Barnett's a disappointment because he's in the first round. Josh Watson's awesome because he's in the fourth round. Yes. And there's been a lot of that with Dak because it's like, oh, he's a fourth round pick. He gets that like bonus, of right? That. If he was, you know, at number two overall pick, like Carson Wentz or whatever, and he's at this stage uh-huh. in his career, where he only has two playoff wins in what six games or whatever, or six or five that's or a, six. That's games, a great point. Then, like, he's not viewed as like, oh wow, what, you know, what a great value, what a fine. It's no a disappointment. Um, and look. Jalen Hurts wins. He beats the 49ers. If that happens this Sunday. Guess who has the same amount of playoff wins as Dak Prescott already? It's <laughs> like, crazy. You know? Man. So, yeah. I can't wait to talk to RJ. I, I was... I was <laughs> RJ loved this clip of me because uh, we did this um, uh, Birds versus Boys podcast. It's, it's kind of like similar to the mixtape, um, but these two guys who are Eagle Sand and a Cowboy Sand, they do their own little... Uh, or not, I don't want to say little as uh, demeaning their own um, production. And they interviewed us before the Eagles Cowboys came on Christmas Eve. And RJ like loved this clip of me saying, sometimes I just, I think it's so much more enjoyable when the Cowboys lose versus the Eagles winning. And to, to be clear here, the context of that was also coming off of the bears game, which was just not a very like entertaining win for the Eagles compared to the Cowboys losing to the Jags. To Doug Peterson in overtime, the way they did was like, oh, that was awesome. Like, that's, that's such a, that's a cool way to see the Cowboys lose. And also part of it's like personally what I do in terms of I'm working during an Eagles. I have a lot of work to do during the game and after the game. It's not like all just entertainment value. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking critically. I'm trying to like message a bunch. There's a lot of work that goes on. When really the like, lose? I don't do anything. I'm just sitting there laughing, sitting back and enjoying it. Maybe I'll put up an article, but, like, it's a totally different experience anyway. um, What was the point? I don't even know the point of me saying all that, what that was. um, But, oh, just, I think just the fact that it's just always very delicious to see the Cowboys season end. Um,
0: So, yeah. Go I got another tweet for you on your Hertz point, or Hertz, if Hertz wins another game, he has as many playoff wins as a Here's This is from uh, John Foley on Twitter. It's at 2008 fills with a Z. Yeah. He says, <laughs> this is an A-plus tweet. Wow. Dallas played in the NFC Championship, or uh, he meant, I guess I mean, last played. Dallas played in the NFC Championship on January 21, 1996. Jalen Hurts was born August seventh, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, so two years crazy. later, ba- baby Hurts grew up, learned how to play I football, yeah. went to college, squatted six hundred pounds, graduated, got drafted by the Eagles, and made it to the NFC mm. Championship before Dallas got back. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> and again, very well might A win. That's an A plus tweet. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just crazy. You know, America's team, all this hype that the Cowboys get, and. They're in the company of we say it after every, after every single playoff disappointment every year, they're in the same company as the freaking lions and the Washington football team. That's had multiple names for years or in the past, whatever years uh, that's the <laughs> yeah. zero NFC championship. The only two teams with more or longer NFC championship game drought. just making it there, just making it there, just not yeah. even winning, but making it yeah. to the championship game. Like it's, it's incredible how futile they've been and yet how much hype they consistently get. Like the, 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 the total disconnect, the disparity between the hype they get being super high and the actual results in meaning in a meaningful way, just being so much lower. It's, it's great. It's it's a yeah, when, awesome experience.
0: Like in that span where they haven't gotten back, they've played in 10 wild card games. They've won five of them. So they've, they've at least v- advanced in half of those games mm-hmm. in the divisional round. Uh, and of course, so they have those five games after they won those five games, they get to the division round. They also had two divisional round games where they had a first round bye. Right. Um so they're so they they played in seven one win divisional round games. And of course they're all in seven in those games. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: good. Um
0: and man,
1: it's just from a lifetime perspective thing too. Like maybe if you're an older fan and you had to see some of those in Cowboys championships you know that's obviously not great as someone who had to live through the Giants championships uh the Super Bowls I could tell you definitely not great but like if you're my age you know like I'm 31 and your lifetime is like no Cowboys postseason success and the Eagles might have their second Super Bowl like mm-hmm. I don't want to hear crap from Cal Cow- I don't care like, okay you whatever six rings great awesome like <laughs> that not in my Who lifetime, yeah, right. on my lifetime. Like that it's doesn't... totally meaningless yeah i don't i don't care yeah. about that like okay really are you gonna put on like a you know an old <laughs> like whatever movie or what, like and watch the whatever 19 whatever season cowboys yearbook and okay if that floats your boat sure uh something you weren't alive for that's a huge like rj because i've talked to rj about that before and like that's that's and he talks about it being meaningful and i'm like dude like I don't know, man. As someone who lived through the 2017 Super Bowl, I'm I don't think you can say it's like the same experience as watching those things from the past. Um and again, crazy to think it could be happening once again. Uh any final thoughts,
0: James? Um yeah, I mean, we'll get to more on uh, the matchups um between the Eagles and 49ers, but uh yeah, it's fun time of year. Um whenever the Eagles are really good or really bad as a, a person who covers the team, that's when like, it's fun to cover the team. I think it's more fun when they're really good. And, sure. um, I'm already, I booked the, I mean, I booked the flight a little while wow. ago to keep costs down, uh, for, uh, for, for Arizona, should they make it to the, to the Super Bowl? But, um, you know, their favorites in the NFC championship game, uh, I think they're going to win sort of. the NFC championship game, uh, spoiler. And, um, I mean just this is a this is a just for me professionally and just for Eagles fans uh who just love the team very fun time uh to be associated in any way with the Eagles and uh these next well this next week will be fun in the lead up to the championship game if they're able to get by it you know these next 3 weeks with the long build up to the Super Bowl are just going to be very fun and uh very excited to we'll probably we'll probably ramp up the 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 podcasting maybe
1: Probably, yeah. If it's like a Super Bowl lead up, yeah. I don't know if maybe daily pods. I don't know. We'll see.
0: How we'll about it out. daily? But maybe, well, Jimmy, every we other. do
1: daily for training camp. So we're we not going to do daily for a super. Bowl? Obviously, we'd keep them shorter. We can keep them shorter if we do daily, yeah. too. But um, I don't know. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll discuss
0: offline. We'll talk yeah. about
1: it um, or workshop it here either way. <laughs> uh, but my, my final thought is I'm excited. Sure. That's a good final thought. <laughs> my good friend james seltzer once said i'm so excited to be excited we were watching philly's playoff game <laughs> okay he was excited yeah. about being excited <laughs> yeah that says a lot about james it's it's very accurate love james <laughs> anyway um definitely a lot of good coverage coming your way at bleedingyournation.com and dot phillyvoice.com so keep checking those out um in addition to the podcast feed my final thought is a shout out I've been wanting to give. Well, I have two final thoughts. Well, number one, shout out to Stats. Um, our good friend Rob Stats Guerrero, who got laid off last week. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Um, but uh, we will certainly miss him. My hope mm-hmm. is that you will be hearing from him soon, especially considering that the Eagles are playing the 49ers this weekend. So I'm sure he'll be on the right. uh If not just once, perhaps more. Um, so make sure you follow stats on Twitter at Stats on Fire. Get a lot of good 49ers insight leading up to this week's game. Obviously, NinersNation.com still as well. So that's one of two. Number two of two. A very random shout out here, Jimmy, to not a sponsor, although I would love if they were, Esti, E-S-T-I Hummus. If you ever see this mm. in a grocery store, Jimmy, Okay. Uh, if, you ever, if you're ever if ever wanting to dabble in a hummus, you know, a store-bought hummus, SD is a really legit brand, I think. And I'm especially partial to their jalapeno hummus. Um, it's not like overly spicy if you're afraid of too much heat for some reason. I like a lot of heat, so that doesn't really bother me. But I think it's it's a good blend of just enough heat and flavor. Um, definitely a strong recommend. I think a, a really good pairing, personally, is you get um splits brand pretzels. I don't know if you've ever seen those, they're called splits. And uh no. get uh some of those and dip them in that hummus, have a really good crunch and mix of that flavor with the jalapeno. I think it's a nice time. So if you're looking, you know, for any kind of snack ideas in addition to righteous selling if you really wanted to, you could take your righteous selling craft jerky and dip it in there as well. I'm sure that's fine. Um so yeah, be on the lookout for Estee on I think they have it at like ShopRite or whatever. Uh if you see it somewhere, give it a try. Even if you don't like hummus, I think I think you'll like it, and if you do like hummus, I think you'll especially like it. So, that's my preferred hummus brand is Estee. All right, uh, are, are you looking it up? I feel like you're looking at
0: something. I am not. No, I looked up something else. Okay, what was it?
1: Can you uh, tell me?
0: I was curious if uh, Chicken or the Egg had opened up yet. I've been like, yeah, I've been wanting to. <laughs> uh... Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I do have one final thought because I talked about that dog that I chased that's around. Right. And then we were going to go to the shelter and... Yeah, what's the status of the dog? Just getting it out of the shelter, adopting it temporarily, and then finding a good home for it. Um, Somebody adopted it. Hey, great news. apparently the people at the shelter were like, yeah, these people are solid. They're good. Um, We're happy with who got this dog. So uh, the dog that we chased down and were following up on uh, never made it into the Kemsky household, but uh, did find a good home, evidently. So I'm happy for... This very fast little dog that I chased around for two hours on the morning of the Eagles Giants Week 18 game, I think it was. Uh, But yeah, good for that dog and uh, good for animals in general that uh, this guy found at home.
1: I think that's a nice bow to tie on that story. Good happy ending. Uh, Eagles will be playing the 49ers, as you know, this weekend at Sunday, 3 p.m. at The Link. If you're looking to buy tickets, they go on sale on Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster. They're obviously going to sell out in like a matter of seconds. Um, But if you want to try, you can. I wonder if we uh, might see. So I think there may have been some people, you know, who were willing to sell their tickets for the divisional round game, thinking that, you know, they'd be the Eagles would beat the Giants and it might not be the best of a game. willing to take that gamble and then yeah. we'll be wanting to actually into you know make so they can actually make some money. Like th- that's the game to make money off of. This is the game to go to the championship right? Yeah, right. So I think you know right, I think we right. might see a lot of that. Uh we'll be interesting. Can't wait. Again more preview content coming your way throughout the week. We'll do a BGN radio. Again, sorry for no uh Eagles Giants divisional round preview we're gonna record on Friday. You know, already tougher with the shorter week and then stats got fired on or laid off on Friday. So it was kind of tough to record after that. We were literally about to do our Friday show, The Look Ahead, as he got that news. And obviously like we weren't recording that show after that. So kind of just had a wrench thrown in the schedule there. Um so apologies for that. But uh we will up we still have our picks. Jimmy and I made our picks to each other. So we still have that going, which I know people probably care about a ton. And we'll get into that on the preview <laughs> pod this week. Um but until then Uh, Again, check out bleedingournation.com, phillyvoice.com, selling.com, discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order, roachrealtors.com, or you can call or text Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house by using this phone number right here. 856-906-9295. Check out our social media and such in the description here, and we will be back with you later this week. Goodbye, everybody.
0: and...